Hello, my name is Sam Clements, and welcome to The Love of Cinema, a Picture House podcast proudly supported by Kia, powering independent cinema. On today's edition of the show, this is a mini-podcast, a mini-podcast for a giant film, uh, Dune Part 2, in cinemas right now. See it on the biggest screen you possibly can, see it with an audience, and see it soon, it's really good. Uh, I got to watch the film early in order to do this interview with today's special guest, Hans Zimmer, who was recently mm-hmm. in London for the UK, no, I think the world premiere of Dune Part 2. It took off in London and it's now travelling all around the world uh, with the cast on a mega publicity tour. And Hans Zimmer is the composer of the score for this film and the first film and so many other films. Uh, Blade Runner 2049 being a key one. It comes up in this interview, his first collaboration with Denis Villeneuve, I think. And, uh, and I mean, Hans Zimmer scored so many wonderful films, the music for The Lion King way back when, the music for so many big Ridley Scott and Christopher Nolan films, The Dark Knight Trilogy, Gladiator, uh, a whole bunch of stuff. I'm a big fan of his work, in particular, um, his score for Nancy Myers' Christmas rom-com, The Holiday, is delightful. Can highly recommend putting it on if you're writing or you just need, you know, to feel a bit more jolly and upbeat. It's a good time. Didn't get to talk to Hans about the score for The Holiday on this interview, however, but we did talk about the epic soundscape that he's created uh, for the world of June and uh, June Part 2, the planets of Arrakis, the deserts, the, the sort of warring clans, all that good stuff. And it was really fascinating to hear him talk. I wish we had longer, but alas, busy man, and I do feel very lucky to have had the time we had with Hans. And I think after listening to this interview, the best thing to do is to go and see June Part 2 on a big screen and hear Hans Zimmer's music on a beautiful cinema surround sound system. It's a, it's a remarkable film. I hope you enjoy the movie, and I also hope you enjoy this interview. Over to my chat with the great Hans Zimmer. It's okay. I'm here. I'm here. It's been a while since you've had one of those nightmares. Tell me, what was it about? It's only fragments. Nothing's clear. Welcome to the Pitch House Podcast, Hans Zimmer. Lovely to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Congratulations on the score for June Part 2. I, uh, I got to see this only the other day in a big screen with an amazing sound system. Good. And, uh, because because <laughs> if, you, if you had said congratulations to something you hadn't heard, I would, <laughs> I would have doubted everything you said from now on. I'm the real deal. I, right. I, I love soundtracks as yeah. well, and actually, yeah. but the, the soundtrack to the first June, you know, it's been something I've been listening to over and over again. I love buying vinyl right. as well. I'm a big uh, collector of movies soundtracks well, oh God, yeah. I, I, th- there are many reasons to love vinyl one of them is just the size of the sleeves mm. because we can get re- we can be beautiful about our artwork absolutely it becomes a collector's piece yeah isn't absolutely it? and you know and, and i i can properly credit my mm. musicians you know and, and then you can actually read their names yes. Yeah, I love yeah. a liner note, and the, yeah, yeah. the, the vinyls would pull out. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Yes, I will keep buying them if you keep making them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we keep making it. Yeah. I guess with, with this one, this is your June Part Two is your third film with with Denny Villeneuve, and I was wondering how how's your relationship developed over over this time? We became friends, literally in the first moment. Joe Walker has editor, and I 
we worked together in 1988 for the BBC. Oh, wow. So we've known each other for a long time. And there was a moment on Blade Runner 2049 where I got a phone call from Joe going, we're in a bit of trouble. Do you mind if we come over and show you something? I'm going, chaps, we can't help you. Going on tour tomorrow. And I'm pretty sure I don't remember this. I, I remember this correctly. Uh, I put the phone down. Ten minutes later, my door is <laughs> pushed open. And Denny and Joe come in and they say, would it make a difference if you asked your friend Ben Walfish, who Joe had worked with, you know, if, if he can help you out on this? Mm -hmm. Because they knew I was going to have a break in the middle of the tour. I said, yeah, it would make a difference. But I think you better, well, well t t today is it, you know, show me the movie. And they looked at each other, they sort of looked at each other and they sort of then admitted that they hadn't actually, I mean, they put the movie together, but they hadn't actually looked at it as a whole. Mm. And it's nerve wracking for, for a director to show something that they hadn't even seen. Mm. So I said, well, but this is it, guys, <laughs> you know, bring it on. So we watched it. We watched it in my room. I could feel a very nervous Denis behind me. And then we get to the end of it, and I I didn't have words. So so I just played. I just played. And and because every everything I needed to say I could only say in music. Mm. And then I heard Denis say, This is exactly what I imagined. Wow. And I think I think we've been I mean we've been very very close friends ever since you know it's it's I I mean one of the things you know we literally Denis and I were doing interviews together just now and mm -hmm. you know one of the things that I realized as we were speaking is you know we're making big Hollywood blockbusters but we're we're we're, we're doing them like family style mm -hmm. everybody knows everybody everybody supports everybody you know. You, you know, very often you get this conflict between the composer and the um, sound designer and the sound effects, etc. But Richard King, who you know, who did the the, the sound in, on this movie. I mean, Richard and I have done so many Chris Nolan movies together. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, very often it's me who goes, Richard, can you help me out here? I'm, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a bit stuck here. What do you think we should be doing? So it it's 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 because. When you write something and you play it for the first time, I I I, I love this. Like to Tommy Newman once, I mean, I, you know, we we were talking about what it's like that process. You like you write something, and mm -hmm. you know, you 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 just work, 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 work. You roll your sleeves up. You don't get to bed. You don't get to see anybody. You know, you really try to do your best, and finally, you got something which you think is just about reasonable. Mm -hmm. You know. And then the director comes to hear it. And as soon as the director enters the room and you press play, it just, everything that was like stereo sounds mono to you. And it, everything that was big is mm -hmm. tiny. And you just sit there, you know, it's, it's like 
for instance, I can never look at a director's face when I play them something the first time. Or just now, Denis and I had a had a thing where I sent him a piece of music, and he was on a plane, and it's a ten minute piece of music. And after five minutes, I sent him an email going, oh, "Don't worry about it. I know it's terrible. You know, just 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 don't answer. You know." Mm. And and you know, then I get the email going, "Wait, I'm on a plane. <laughs> the piece of music you sent me is ten minutes long. How am I supposed to answer <laughs> in five minutes? You know." Um, so, and at the same time, there's the other side. So if he gives me a compliment, mm. you know, I sort of, you know, I, th I shrink and blush and, you know, it's, 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 so he can't do that either. So it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's a complicated relationship mm. which has to be built on acknowledging the mm. fragility of all of us. And, and, uh, and, and, and Dune in particular, uh, particular was, was had things attached to it and the thing that it had attached to it was that both Denis and I read read this book, and it meant tremendous uh, a tremendous amount to us when we were teenagers. Oh wow! And so I have waited. I'm 66 now, so I have waited 50 years to make this movie. I never saw the David Lynch version because I sort of knew it was going to play havoc with the little movie I made in my. Mm. mind but I remember standing on the Warner's lot with Denis and I don't know we, what, what we were doing we were doing something but he sort of very quietly said to me had I ever heard of a book called Dune and I just remember sort of you, you know like little dogs when they get very very excited yep. I, <laughs> I think I turned into one of those <laughs> and I think I scared him a little because but I but 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 him saying it mm. I knew he was going to make the movie that I love. That that you know, the, 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 there's a synergy between the two of us. I think you know. I, I mean, down to you know, me me walking into the studio with a like a really obscure comic book and mm -hmm. and, and nobody knows this artist, etc. And and Denis going ah, <laughs> Philippe Drulet, you know Drulet, you know oh wow. my God, you know da, da, da. so so much. So, I don't know. So, so, so many of the things that we love, mm. wi which we, which we adore, uh, we, we have these wonderful crossover points. It sounds like your kindred spirits, and oh, that June is so. the yes. right canvas for you to sort of express yourself and to play. Yeah, because uh, it's such a rich universe. Absolutely, know, and, uh, absolutely. And it is a very complicated. See, the book itself is very complicated because the book is incredibly uncinematic in its own way, because the the the. the the, you know the the heart of the book are, are mainly internal monologues, mm. you know, and that's totally uncinematic. So, mm. somebody asked me earlier, you know, about the you know, for instance, uh, the, the scene of um, uh, Paul riding the worm. Mm -hmm. You know, d had I written the music, did I did I know how? You know, did I know what to do? Da 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 da. And it, it was just one of those scenes which I could never imagine how anybody could actually make that scene work. So the, the delight is always working with Denis that something, you know, he will solve a problem in a beautiful cinematic way and you go, wow, I've never seen this before. And then you get to the end of that scene and then the next scene starts and there's something where, where you go, wow, I've never seen this before. And, and it just keeps going on mm. like this. 
you know, and, and so so he gives you this these these uh, treasures all the time. Let's go somewhere new. See worlds we've never seen before, so that we can feel inspired. Whether you're sitting in a cinema or in one of our cars, inspiration comes when we feel something new. That's why our electrified range is designed to take you on inspiring journeys. Kia, proud supporter of independent cinema. Kia, movement that inspires. I guess I, I, this is uh, you know part two to part one. And was there anything that you were keen to bring to the second part after your experience on the first part, whether that be you know instruments or soundscapes or well, I brought tools? more than that to it. <laughs> okay, so when we finished the first one. I just carried on writing. Oh, wow. See, we weren't greenlit for the second one, mm. but I just stubbornly carried on writing. <laughs> and six months after the film was released, I mean, you know, I kept sending things to Denis. Uh, I, I got a phone call from Denis saying, you know, the film has been <laughs> released. So it has been out for six months. You can stop writing now. <laughs> but but I knew that, that if, if we were given the chance to do the second one, that mm. we needed a, I, I hate calling it a love theme because I think the, 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 the relationship was far more interesting. Mm. But so I had this, I, I did this tune, I wrote this tune, and then I went on tour, Europe, O2 here in London, mm. and I would open the set with Loire Kotler, who's the voice in tune, just by herself, wow. singing that tune. And the audience didn't know what it was. And I didn't tell anybody what it was because my, my, my hope was that we were going to do this second movie and that they would watch the movie and suddenly that tune would come and they'd go, hang on, there's a weird familiarity to this. That wow. I thought, you know, I, I, this is something that, you know, I've, I've heard this somewhere. I felt this mm. somewhere before. Oh, wow, that must be really special as well to, you know, sort of know how it plays to a room before people know what it's associated with. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, the other thing, you know, yeah, there was a science project. Is it, uh, does it land on, mm. a, uh, does it land, you know, does the audience, you know, respond? With with this second film, how did you, uh, like, I guess with the first one, it sounds like you were very much, you know, brought in at that particular point and you saw the film the way you did. I guess with this one, you had a bit more of a lead-in with Well, Denis? I had the longest lead-in of anybody on the first movie because I was the first person Denis talked to. Mm. And then he found out that I was, uh, that I really knew this book. So, so the two of us became very close in, in how to interpret this you mm. know and then we and we constantly we we constantly refer to the book and and I never read the script mm. because um, we just wanted to stick with the book mm. and then on this one of course I was sort of ahead if you see that I mean I see, because I had I had the main theme I mm. had that in my pocket and then Okay, so so let's go back. Let's go back to the first one. Th mm. th th there's a th thing that has, you know, you know, the arrogance of a teenager. The mm -hmm. arrogance of a teenager is, you know, you go and see a science fiction movie and you hear a big orchestra. You go, 
hang on, we are somewhere in the future. Why am I hearing violins and French horns? Why is everything, you know, the sort of northern European vocabulary? Mm. Let's go and invent instruments. And so we build a lot of instruments. Wow. I mean, you know, there's a, there's a chap called Chas Smith who's a great musician, but he's a great welder as well. Mm. And he works in, he, he has some unholy alliance with Lockheed where he gets, he, he will only build things out of scrap. Right. Um, mm. You know, and, and some of the metals, you know, I don't. I have never heard of them. Okay, and I can't tell you what they are because I, you know, he tells me and I forget. But you know, so lots of instruments being built, lots of endless amounts of um, synthesizer programming, and driving the person who who builds our synthesizers completely and utterly insane. You know, no, 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 no. I need five resonators. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> you know, so. That sort of um, idea just carried on in, in, in this movie as well. I mean, it's definitely not an orchestral score. Mm -hmm. It's a score where every player is a huge virtuoso. They're all, all the people that, that are in my band. Mm -hmm. And they're all at the edge of the impossible. Mm -hmm. Like Loire's voice, I mean, that voice, which is so, mm -hmm. so you know, such a signifier in the movie. It's, you know, it takes a lot of courage to in a funny way, expose your heart in that way. But the other part of the courage it takes is it's just on the edge of, if she just goes a little further, she'll lose her voice for good. You know, it's like we are in the danger zone. <laughs> it's very much like living on Arrakis. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, I think that's a good place to wrap up. But thank you so much thank for talking you so to us, Hans. Um, and thank you for all the wonderful music over the years. Always thank a pleasure you. to play them in our cinemas. Thank <laughs> you, thank you oh, so thank much. You.